Hello, everybody, and welcome to an F1 newsy stream. Yes, we're live on Twitch right now, giving you all the newsy gossip. I don't know why you're waving, Katie. Who are you waving to? Because this is to audio listeners. But either way, Katie waved to you. Uh, we are also live on Twitch, so maybe she was there waving to the Twitch people. Uh, we've actually got some interesting news to go off uh, of today. And uh, Katie, I'm going to let you choose which one to start talking about. You have the choice. What would you like to discuss first? Well, something that I didn't ask on this morning, which is quite exciting news, and it's also a bit of like an easy step into the newsy chat, is Keanu Reeves, who is a Hollywood actor, meant to be one of the loveliest people in Hollywood, also massive motorsport fan, is going to be doing a docu-series on the Braun GP team, which obviously won the championship in 2009, kind of a zero to hero story in terms of the team obviously they were honda in 2008 they weren't doing very well i think they were either last or like second to last in the championship that year ross braun came in bought them for one pound literally you can't even buy an mr whippy ice cream for a pound anymore i tried yesterday oh. it's just crazy how much they've gone up anyway that's irrelevant and <laughs> um yeah bought it for a pound and then ended up winning the championship that year so that's apparently coming to disney plus next autumn or fall fall if you're next in the states in america yeah um and yeah it's another little bit of f1 hollywood news we've got a movie coming out soon with brad pitt and it just seems everyone wants a piece of the f1 action so i'm quite looking forward to that but that's one bit of news yeah the uh the interview that Keanu Reeves had with Martin Brundle uh was it I can't remember which race it was a race or two ago he was actually obviously as an actor incredibly um uh interesting to watch you know he can capture the attention of uh, the people that uh, are listening to him um but he was he's he loves racing like we're not you know we don't have these big celebs that don't have a clue you know where they are or why they're there or what Formula One is Keanu Reeves genuinely does love uh, Formula One uh, and racing in general uh, from what uh, he gave off in that interview at least um, but it is interesting to see things popping up these things on Disney Plus here and other bits and bobs coming up you know a film with Lewis Hamilton or not with Lewis involving Lewis Hamilton as a director um, coming out as well so it kind of just shows with the the growth in Formula One and the interest uh, we're hopefully going to be treated to some pretty awesome things uh, in the near future. Yeah, there's also, I just remember talking about the films, there's also a Netflix film that's coming out, I don't know, in the next year or so, which has got apparently Robert De Niro and John Boyega in it. And I love John wow, Boyega. Okay. Love, loved him in the Star Wars movies. Mm. I think he's awesome, awesome man. So yeah, there's just like F1 everywhere at the moment. So us fans are going to be spoiled for choice. As long as they aren't as bad as driven i still think we need to do a twitch watch along watching driven because it's meant to be like the worst film at least motorsport film in the world which is the one that has How sylvester stallone in throw if it's one. all if it's all on um like prime or netflix or something we could all watch it together like a I race watch along just want to <laughs> just want to throw one one but maybe problem with that and it begins with c copyright how do, well, how I didn't do mean we... we put it. We don't put it on <laughs> on Twitch. <laughs> I don't you want us to, to get clear shut with down. this, Katie. I thought that Sorry. was your elaborate plan. Was that we you wanted? We watch it 
all on all one together. screen on a streaming service of your yeah, choice on your stuff, phone. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can watch on Twitch along or something. I don't know. On a Twitch along. There you go. Twitch along. Love Grandma that. over here with all the phrases. <laughs> oh, here comes the hype train. Oh, lovely. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we could uh, have a look into that if, uh, if if enough of you uh, are interested. Um, but yeah, uh, very cool to see little bits and bobs uh, coming out around Formula One. Now, let's talk about something that's going to affect the actual racing, uh, at least from 2023. Of course, there's been a lot of talk around the changes for this season, coming up to the Belgian Grand Prix, this whole basically assessing and analysing the the bouncing, that, uh, the porpoising that these cars are going through and and uh, and some of the teams, Ferrari, Red Bull, potentially, although that's not, I don't think, I've actually seen that confirmed. I've seen that as understood as Ferrari and Red Bull having this miraculous skid block that's disappearing underneath the car and allowing them to run lower, uh, lower um, ride height than, than other cars and therefore getting more downforce. Um, yes, yeah, so there's been a lot of talk about that, but also there's now been some proposed changes. Well, not pro- yeah, I don't think it's been fully confirmed and signed off yet, but these are what they want to do uh, for 2023. There's a few things which um, I did have, and now hmm. they've disappeared. Uh, Katie, do you have them? I've got it in front of me. I there do. you go. Boom. So there's this is um, quoting the race. So there'll be a range of aerodynamic measures that the FIA sees as relatively modest aerodynamic tweets, which were discussed with teams and have been narrowed down to four steps for 2023. They are floor edges will be raised by 25 millimeters. The underfloor diffuser throat will be raised. More stringent lateral floor deflection tests will be introduced and a more accurate sensor will be adopted to help quantify the aerodynamic aerodynamic oscillation. I feel like I've gained like 200 IQ just by reading that sentence, you know? Yeah. And to kind of (laughs) let's strip that back for people like myself. Uh, It's essentially (laughs) stiffer, higher floors with better sensors on them in in a nutshell. Uh, and that's from Sweet. Ben Anderson, who's uh, recently joined us. He's one that uh, summed that up quite nicely. So thank you, Ben. Um, but yes, uh, stiffer, higher floors with better sensors on them. Um, all to try and eradicate this porpoising problem, which the FIA are now taking very seriously. And uh, they've kind of gone from dilly-dallying, like, oh, should we, shouldn't we? And now they're just full, yes, we need to get rid of it immediately and eradicate it from the sport, uh, which is probably the right decision. Um, of course, there is the discussion around fairness and what's actually you know what is fair uh, when it comes to changing the rules especially mid-season um, but of course they've added extra uh, things that the teams have to do from 2023 which is obviously a lot fairer because that will be a, a newer uh, variation of uh, of this era of car so yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, to the Belgian Grand Prix especially it may well shake up the grid slightly I'm not expecting Ferrari and Red Bull to be at the back of the field but it could certainly allow Mercedes uh, into mm-hmm. the fold, which I am very interested to see how that goes because I have said, haven't I not, Katie? Do not write them off until halfway point in the season. We are now at the halfway point. I won't write them off until after the Belgian Grand Prix. If they're nowhere in Spa, <laughs> you can you can sign that book off. It's over. Uh, but it, yeah, it, it it may well give us another turn in this 22 season. Yeah, very much so. Um, Well, as you kind of alluded to earlier as well, the 2023 
ideas that they've put together, these four ideas, they also have to be submitted to the World Motorsport Council for consideration and approval. So this isn't like 100% black and white. These are now going to be, you have to do this. Like it will have to still go through a process, but at least the FIA um, and like the techie people behind the scenes are um, coming to these conclusions because also, you know, as well as um, the fact that some people might be gaining advantages from um you know making their cars better there's also the argument of the safety element of it um and so the FIA I guess are just trying to do as much as they can to kind of close that chapter and um move on from it but yeah I think it's definitely going to be interesting after after the summer break when we all come back perhaps maybe we will see like a first Mercedes win this season, which seems absolutely ludicrous when you think back to like last year when, I mean, Tommy and I said that we thought Mercedes would still absolutely smash these regulations and they'd win everything still and that the order would stay the same. So I'm quite happy to sit here and eat humble pie because I I was very wrong. You said, (laughs) you said, (laughs) was it Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes? No, it was Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. So, you know, Credit where credit's due. I mean, it was the <laughs> you, biggest you punt in the dark. Well. My passion over just took me over and was like, this is it. This is what's going to happen. And it turns out I looked into the future. Imagine what the odds would have been on Mercedes not winning a race this season. That would be, um, yeah, quite ridiculous. Uh, what does chat think? Mercedes not washed, uh, says Gaming Burner 6969. Uh, MP407 reckons Mercedes will finish second in the constructors and double podium in Paul Ricard. I mean, Tommy has gone as far as predicting a Mercedes victory around Paul Ricard, mm, has yes. he not from the last podcast? Um, which, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm not convinced it's going to happen that quickly, but we will we will see. Uh, George Russell first victory in Paul Ricard says Gabby's F1. So there's a lot of a lot of um, I don't know if it's copium from Mercedes fans potentially, uh, but uh, Katie's looked to be like, what is copium? It's just a you've seen you must yeah, have seen um, that the memes and stuff like. I was so bad in terms <laughs> of knowing what things are. Okay, we'll, we'll move on because I don't even know how I. Yeah, would explain please do. It. Um, essentially, just trying to you know live off some small glimmer of hope. Essentially, okay. um, moving on, we've uh, covered the 2023 rule changes, which should uh, be interesting for the teams to to work out how to get the best out of their cars, and, and maybe we would see a a step backwards in terms of performance potentially with uh, these these particular. Uh, changes which of course as we mentioned haven't been signed off uh, this next thing uh, is around uh, the FIA and uh, what they intend to change after Joe's uh, roll hoop failure that he had at the British Grand Prix that was probably the biggest um, takeaway from it was that you know everyone was saying oh you know the halo saved his life all of this good stuff which, which it did and um, you know we're very very happy that it's uh, in Formula One but the problem was the roll hoop failed and the roll hoop shouldn't fail um and apparently they're going to be introducing more stringent measures uh, and this is coming from uh, the race our sister brand so shout out to those guys um because they had a thursday meeting at the technical advisory committee sounds like a really exciting meeting doesn't it katie it sounds like, sounds like something you definitely wouldn't be looking at the clock ready to uh, see when lunchtime yeah, is thinking can they make this an email can they make this an email <laughs> be one of those <laughs> um but yeah it's all around how they improve the roll hoop rules 
because um, of course it was an incredibly big uh, impact what what Joe had. But again, the roll hoop shouldn't have failed. Like they go through certain measures to to test it um, before they sign off the car to say yes, it can race. Um, and that is definitely one thing that it shouldn't have failed. Uh, so it's good to see, you know, when, with a- any big impact, the FIA will always investigate it because that's just part of their procedure. Uh, and uh, it's good to see that it hasn't changed for this one either. No, exactly. I mean, the one thing about the Alfa Romeo car, which makes it different from all the rest of the cars on the grid, is that its chassis is built with a single strut rollover bar, which essentially, if you see what it looks like compared to something like the Williams, I've done a comparison on an article I wrote a few weeks ago. Um, People for Twitch will see this, but audio listeners, you just have to use your imagination. Um, But the Alfa Romeo rollover bar is almost like a slim vertical bit of car whereas if you imagine like the Williams it's more of like a triangle shape so it's they are slightly different and perhaps that's why the Alfa Romeo had this issue maybe it isn't as secure as um, something like a actual four-legged um structure that sort of distributes it it's really difficult to explain when like <laughs> you're trying just, to, i'm trying I'm to think on your... behalf of audio listeners and i'm like this is not making sense i've just seen your face um, i'm like aerodynamics and uh car structure with katie <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's just not not the vibe but um yeah like mercedes introduced something similar a few years ago this is back in like when they came back into f1 so 2010 kind of time um and at the time it sort of received a bit of skepticism and then they changed it but perhaps alfa romeo went for that design because it was lighter i'm not too sure but the alfa romeo roll hoop design is different to everyone else's on the grid so perhaps it might be that the fia banned that kind maybe they issue just like a standard roll hoop like everyone uses this so there's no unfair or fair advantage to using any other design um but no main thing is it shouldn't have happened like we've seen a few incidents in the past where cars have unfortunately ended up upside down it's not a natural place for an f1 car to be um but it does happen and like look at stroll in uh secure a few years ago when i think it was kvyat tagged him or there was something involving Stroll and Kvyat and Lance Stroll ended up upside down the car's almost meant to be like have a triangular shape so a driver can get out from underneath and crawl out if they need to be if the car's on fire or something um but Joe wouldn't have been able to do that even if he didn't land behind the tire barrier he would have just been flat to the ground so um the rollover hoop is an essential part of the car like you say it's good the FIA investigating it um, and they'll probably be running it through lots of simulations, but it's tested pretty heavily anyway. Before it's not like they drop a, I don't know, a brick on it and go, oh, that survived. Like they're heavy, heavy tests that they put it through. Well, let me tell um, you those tests. Not that I understand me, anything that this says, but it says the primary roll structure is subject to a crash test that applies a load equivalent to sixty. Kil- kilonewton i don't what is kn don't know uh 60 kn laterally 70 kn longitudinally in a rearward direction and 105 kn vertically 
I'm just going to type in KN meaning and just make sure I've got the right. So 150 KN is around 10.5 tons. 60 KN is about six tons and 70 KN is about seven tons, which is a lot. So it's about 12.5 tons worth of weight that they put on these. Kilonewtons. I did it. I did it right. <gasps> oh my God. Somebody was listening I in science. did physics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did it, chat. My B was Matt not... Einstein Gallagher. Here my we go. My <laughs> was, uh, was all worth it for this one moment. Um, but yes, uh, so it is. it does go through a lot. And I think uh, I was listening to the race podcast and they um, were chatting to Gary Anderson and he was saying that they would have, that roll hoop would not have been subjected to that amount of of uh, stress that they have had in the crash tests so it's not like it exceeded what it had already gone through to pass these tests so that's why the investigation is necessary because of the way in which it came off uh, right let's move on now because i think that's about as far as our physics goes really here at wtf1 um if you want more information head over to the race uh, so yeah, now proper smart people over at the race We're other things that have happened we are we are dum-dums uh, we really are uh and next up we have got, <laughs> we've got uh, to talk about michael massey who uh left the fia <laughs> for good uh, now of course he was taken away from being race director and repositioned within the company i am still convinced that he was sacked from the get-go but they did it to save face that's my opinion um but now he has officially left uh to go and spend more time with his family is that correct that's basically what he said uh, he's gone back to australia yeah yeah so goodbye <laughs> oh i'm trying to figure out when hey, six Sam months to the day was because yeah if it was oh, okay it's january i was just trying to figure out if it was like six months to the day from like the time of abu dhabi then that would also be a bit too convenient like six months of the day and then he suddenly announced that he's not continuing with the FAA but yeah they said after they did the Abu Dhabi report over the winter break that Michael Massey was gonna be removed from his job as F1 race director and they were going to bring in two new people but that he could continue in a position with the FIA if he fancied it um sometimes with the race directors so in Formula E Formula E Claxon um he I saw Michael Massey at the London E-Prix last year because he was helping out Scott Elkins because there wasn't an F1 clash. I got a little bit scared because I was like, oh my God, it's Michael Massey. Think of all the bad things I said on the podcast, crikey. Um, but yeah, luckily, I, I very much doubt he even knows who I am. So I don't think I've got much to worry it's about. It's just like, <sighs> the author. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the author. <laughs> where's, my an- where's my annual? Imagine um, if you just turned around. Can you tell my annual, please? Can you sign oh my, my annual? God. I think I just have to say, oh, I think I can hear someone calling my name. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's basically not going to continue on with any FIA championship. So we won't see him pop up in WEC. We won't see him pop up in World Rally Championship or karting or anything like that. He said, bon voyage and au revoir. And he's going back to Australia. He should definitely write a book. Oh my God. Imagine the drama if he wrote a book. he, He did a statement to Speed Cafe, which is an Australian publication. And his resignation statement, whatever you want to call it, um, like the first time he's properly spoken out since Abu Dhabi, I was hoping, you know, for a little bit of tea, a little bit of spice. Little bit. He was just so nice. 
give us a thank you so much for the opportunity to all the marshals that have worked hours like volunteering and all. and I was like come on Michael Michael let it dig, now dig, tell dig us how deep. you really think come yeah. on treat this as a therapy session babe come on F tell all us the how haters. you really feel if I oh imagine if it'd been like <laughs> it would have been incredible <laughs> not that it, I mean it would have caused the biggest uh, storm on social media ever ever but can imagine his final statement was if I could do Abu Dhabi again I'd do it no differently and then just drop mic and then just leave the room. <laughs> Can you imagine? I want Toto, Michael it's called Massey a motor race. Track. Yeah. Imagine that if he just did this track after like announcing he's leaving the FIA. That would be it's taken all of me not incredible. to suddenly come up with some impromptu rap right now. So I'm just okay. going to be quiet. Okay. <laughs> no, You're just going to think anything. about it. Okay. No worries. Um, but I mean, can you imagine if Michael Massey wrote a book? Like he would, he would take like, just the truth about the 2021 finale. Honestly, Michael Massey, 10% and I'm in. Talk to me. Let's, yeah. let's make a book together. What did the Twitch chat think the, the book could be called? Because I'm sure there'd be some funny suggestions. Racing for dum-dums. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Uh, what do we think, chat? Oh, let's, get some, uh, let's get some ideas of what Michael Massey's book would be called. And I'll shout out some that I see uh, in the chat. Mikey's Message, says Gaming Burner. That's cute. It's a motor race, says Mr. Stromax. Brainless, says Shambler Nort. The Massey Tapes, says Z the Shumi. Rules, we don't need no stinking rules, says Zinji. Uh, a lot of it's it's a motor race. It's called a motor race. Ma FIA, yeah, brilliant, good one. Boiled uh, teeth have got a good one. Massey's messy mistakes. Oh <laughs> yeah, alliteration. That's a bit of alliteration. Pop off. Lewis won. Archaic airs. Love that. Drama over sports, says Advit. Me, oh, myself, and savage. me, myself, and the FIA. Wait, what did the accidental race director? Wow. What did you see that was savage? Oh, just all of them. <laughs> oh, all of them. Just interpretation by Michael. How to decide a championship. Why I did it. Me, Toto okay. Christian, the F1 love triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, so I'm loving good. this. I'm absolutely loving Twitch this. Twitch did not disappoint. No, Mikey, no. He'd call Mikey. it I Was Right All Along. How I Changed the World, a Michael Massey story starring Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Scott yeah. playing the race director. That would be incredible. Let's have, a, let's have a sitcom of Michael Massey yeah. as the race director. Oh, my God, I love Michael Scott so much. That's actually amazing. Uh, thank you, chat, for getting involved with that. I really enjoyed that. Um, so yeah, Michael Massey, completely gone. We don't need to, uh, I was going to say we don't need to worry about race directors anymore, but I feel like we've got an entire different problem with the FIA at the moment. Sebastian Vettel never stormed out of a, of a meeting when Michael Massey was in charge. So that just shows the drivers still aren't particularly happy with what's going on uh, at the moment. Um, another interesting another interesting little story that we were discussing before we came uh, on air, Katie, which I'm going to allow you to uh, inform the people the brake dusts and the issues around it. Yes. So after Austria, Sebastian Vettel headed to the media pen as he literally has to do. And he was speaking to Sky Sports F1's Rachel Brooks. Love Rachel. Shout out Rachel, because I think she does a wonderful job. And um, she noticed, and I noticed watching the TV, that he had a load of black dust all over his, it wasn't even his race suit. It was like his uh nomex what would you Fire call it underneath like, like yeah stuff yeah 
Yeah. Um, I think I know there is a word for it. I've completely forgotten it. But yeah, basically he was covered in black dust. He had it on his cheek and like on some of his beard. And I thought, what on earth has he been doing? But it turns out that it was because of the brake dust that was coming off of the Aston Martin. And you don't normally see drivers heading into the media pen covered in brake dust. Used to be a really common thing back back in there, you know. Back in the olden days, it was very common to see the drivers covered in all sorts. And, you know, the pictures that you've seen in uh, historical libraries where they take their goggles off and you can see where they've had the goggles on because the rest of their face is covered in stuff. Um, but it was very unusual to see it in modern day. So he said to the FIA that he wanted them to make changes. He said, to be honest with you, that is something they need to work on because, you know, where the design of the brake ducts are this year, the front axle is blowing all the brake dust into our faces. This is what Seb said to Sky Sports. Obviously, it's not good. Carbon dust is not something you really want to be breathing in. So I hope the FIA looks into this very soon because it's pointless and easy to change. And apparently the FIA have said that they're going to act over it because, and this was on the mirror, that they found that carbon dust had been found in Miko, is it Mika Salo? We said, yeah, yeah Mika Salo's lungs. He's an ex-racing driver. So it sounds like something that's maybe not reported as much as it used to be, but it's still quite a problem for F1. Didn't you say and as well that, was it, was it the mirror claimed that Valtteri Bottas sneezes black dust or something? <laughs> yeah, which is just like, F1 no context, Valtteri Bottas, I sneeze black dust. But um, <laughs> yeah, apparently um, Bottas said a few years ago that um, this was in 2019, that it's a regular thing for him to sneeze black dust after racing because of the amount of carbon that he breathes in. I mean, crikey, this is scary stuff. This should not be happening. Very but true. Here we are. Here Very we are. Weird. Yeah. So I wonder what they'll do. Um because obviously the, the brake dust is something that's been around for a very long time. Um, and can you hear the dog outside as well? Absolutely barking away. Love it. It's uh, not mine though, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's obviously it's a safety concern if you, know, you, you don't want drivers to have carbon in their body. I think that's uh, very simple. Um, but you know what they'll do about it, I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe they change the way the, the brakes work. I don't know, but that, that would be a serious rework. Um, and I'm sure this isn't the first time the FIA have been notified of, you know, brake dust being in, you know, certain or carbon being in certain drivers' lungs. Like this won't be news to them. Um, maybe it's just they're hoping it doesn't become too big news that they have to be like, right, well, we have to change it now. Fine. God, why did you have to make a story on it, WTF1, for God's sake? Now we have to change the whole brakes. Um, so, yeah, cancel the season, says Dr. Cornelius. It's the only way. It's the only way. Cancel the season. Yeah, just just stop it. Yeah, or maybe just maybe they can wear like PPE underneath their helmets. PPE, or we just Do get I mean a windshield. PPE? Yeah. PPE. When you said PPE, I was like, oh my gosh, does that mean something else? But like the face masks that we've yeah, been wearing yeah. for the last two years. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. Things. It's weird that PPE is something that probably everybody knows in the chat as well because that's just something that has became our daily lives for the last uh, few years. Um, yeah. You have to get rid of the brakes. I'm don't, I don't think that's going to work. Uh, I, I could be brakes. okay. Um, but I mean, a windshield, maybe that's where we're going. Maybe we need a, a shield on the cars as well. Um, who knows? But uh, yeah, there you go. So that's interesting uh, and one to, to keep an eye on. And finally, on the newsy bits, 
uh, Daniel Ricardo. He uh, came Yay. out not that not that long ago and and said that essentially he's staying around, you know, till next year. He's going to try and fit, you know work it out. He's going to work hard with the team. He believes in himself, and you know that's it from Danny Rick. I don't know how much that's I it. believe of that because did he actually say I'm staying in Formula One? Or did he just say, I'm staying with the team? Because that could Future, be construed uh, as the McLaren team. Oh. I'm just saying. He said, I'm committed to McLaren until the end of next year. Yeah. But then he also said at the beginning, I've been hearing lots of rumours around my future in Formula One, but I want you to hear it from me. Yeah. So maybe it's kind of a mix of both. But did you hear off topic massively? But like all this drama that was going on with Alex Palau, Palou, I don't know how you pronounce his name, in IndyCar, yeah. he got signed by two allegedly signed by two teams for 2023 in a matter of hours yeah what happened and then apparently that? chip so chip ganassi did a statement and said we're going to keep alex for another year he won the champion the indycar championship in 2021 they were like we're keeping him for another year it's great and then alex tweeted and said that i'm not staying with chip ganassi and that the press release that they put out they'd made up quotes that he had been saying oh, i'm so happy to be staying and all this kind of stuff without his consent. And the reality was that he was actually leaving Chip Ganassi Racing to join the McLaren family. Wow. So then McLaren released a statement to say, no, Alex is with us next year. And it's just the biggest season drama ever. It's just absolutely yeah. bizarre, isn't it? So maybe Daniel Ricciardo's going to IndyCar as well. Maybe he'll get involved in that as well. And just, mm. it's probably a better take than my Alpha Tauri one, I suggest, that was Wednesday. <laughs> That was a bad take. <laughs> certainly was. It certainly was. <laughs> yeah. So Danny Rick, please. I just need. We need to channel some good, good vibes, please. I've, if if McLaren genuinely don't have a get out clause for him, which I don't think they do, um, then yeah, I'd love to see him. Obviously, still in the sport, still working with McLaren, but it is also very painful to watch him not being able to get um, an understanding of the car and to really show what he's capable of it is uh it is sad um but fingers crossed he can pick it up I, i'm not sure i'm not sure how convinced i am that he'll pick it up uh timor 600 in the chat says he is as washed as tommy would say come on matt yeah i mean he is relatively washed right now i will admit that i think everyone can say that he's you know been in the shower a few too many times and is rather washed he's just sparkling can yeah, we say instead it's... of washed can we say sparkling no but sparkling is a good washed is bad katie it's amazing how in the english language some things like sick is supposed to be great and yet washed is supposed to be bad it's like, <laughs> dirty <laughs> is dirty good washed? i don't know like, oh he's a he's a dirty you could say that no. that song is dirty and that would be like uh, that song yeah. is really good i guess if you don't do it, go that go driver is dirty if driver's dirty they're a they're a dirty driver that's that, true so it's it's all English crazy language. It? Like, what a what a strange way uh to end this newsy stream katie final thoughts my final thoughts are, I hope everybody has a lovely weekend. Oh, here we Enjoy go. the... What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the rare occasions of not having any F1 on. Go outside, touch some grass, enjoy the sun, and have a lovely, safe touch weekend. Touch some grass. Uh, Whoops-a-daisy, that is an audible advert. Um... <laughs> 
<laughs> Touch of grass is one of like the biggest insults to people that play games. I love that. Oh no, I love that, I love that I thought so it's much. a good thing if you no. say touch some grass. <laughs> <laughs> if you tell someone to touch grass, it basically means they have no life, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> oh no. I thought it was like I thought it was like go outside. No, well, yeah, it is kind still... of, but like, yeah, touch grass as in like it's quite funny. Sorry, guys, I didn't mean to offend everyone No, on I love that. That was amazing. Really enjoyed it. Sorry. Uh, right, we're gonna raid uh, Fraser MG. So go and uh, give him lots of love. Uh he's playing the F1 game at the moment with uh, three viewers. So Go and spam him. Go say hello. Go and do whatever you need to do. And we'll be back uh, potentially for on Wednesday for Hot Tech Wednesday. But just keep an eye on our socials. Lots of love. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.